the podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a Studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to patreon.com slash studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. Welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. Thanks, Godzilla, for that intro. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, we've got Jake Wilburn in studio with us today. Jake, what's going on? Hello, everybody. Uh, Jake uh, is here. As always, producer Phil is over there uh, hitting switches uh, and uh, turning the turntables. I I mostly just look like I know what I'm doing. (laughs) You actually send this to someone else to have it mixed. Some... (laughs) Some other person. It's an excellent faker. Excellent faker. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, here we are today. We're going to be talking about 1998's uh, masterpiece, Godzilla, starring the effervescent Matthew Broderick. Uh, I that's, that's the wrong thing. The saltine-like Matthew Broderick. He's, uh, you know, this unsalted saltine that is Matthew Broderick. Just kind of here and, Hi! I'm flavorless. He plays himself in this movie. Hi. Matthew Broderick as himself. Yeah, here he is. And he is uh, in a uh, a movie about Godzilla. And it's uh, phenomenal. Uh, Godzilla, friends. uh, 1998's masterpiece. Um, Very few things can be said about this that um, we won't cover, obviously, when we hit the details of the movie. But, uh, Jake, this movie. Tell us why you want to talk about this movie on the show. So, from uh, like a thousand yards, I thought that this movie was going to be pretty bad. Uh, you know, <clears throat> it's 2019 now. I'm like, mm, it's, a, it's a movie in the 90s that's heavily dependent on CGI. So, I wanted to see how well it had aged. Also, Matthew Broderick starring in it. It was just like, a Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick? Yuck. I, I just... <laughs> and that and that alone, and all, spoiler alert... That is the worst part of the movie, in my opinion. The casting is just atrocious, and it all starts with Matthew Broderick. So, now, the movie itself is okay. I, I think, uh, even as we talked about during the pre-show, I think you're going to be a little bit harder on it than than I will be about the movie itself. But, man, the casting, so bad. So bad. There's just some things about um, the way the movie 
Oh, the way the movie goes that I that I am uh, perplexed by uh, and what you're going to hear in this, Phil, and you, Phil, will know this is why I'm saying it. Uh, the things I talk about Jurassic Park, we're bringing we're going to bring up in this movie, not a negative toward mm. Jurassic Park, the exact opposite. Uh, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, well, very I'm, good. I'm did, glad. Did you watch this in the theater? No, uh, actually, my brother did, and mm-hmm. he he's uh, about six years younger than me, so he'd have been maybe about like eight or nine when this came out. And I remember him coming home, uh, and my mom told me that he cried at the end when Godzilla dies, and I made fun of him like crazy because <laughs> I'm like, really? Like he, <laughs> he he was so sad that Godzilla had died, but well, no, I didn't see it when it came out. I didn't and, see it till much and later. And this ending does different things than. Other this movie does other different things than the current run of Godzilla stuff. The Brian Cranston we were talking about earlier in the pre in the pre show we were talking about uh, Godzilla has a different is is the villain. I mean he's the villain mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. or she whatever yes, right they are the villain. It's a th- yeah. What pronoun is Godzilla? Because I mean the well how do we want to refer to Godzilla in this uh, in this film? <laughs> King of Lizard. I think Jasmine in the live chat. King, King of, of the Monsters. <laughs> King of the that's monsters. the next Never one. Never mind. Right. That, that's a 2019 movie. All right, yeah. so, right. right. Um, <laughs> uh, very good. But with that, with that, all that said, uh, let's do this. Uh, Godzilla, 1998. Uh, Matthew Broderick <laughs> acting his way out of a paper bag here or attempting to. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about it right now. It's time, my friends. It's time for some deets. The details of the movie Godzilla. That's right. Godzilla hit the tagline, size does matter. <laughs> That's really the tagline. Hey, if you want people I'm to not take making, movie seriously. making any euphemism, I'm not <laughs> okay. trying to be make, making you into I'm literally saying that Godzilla, that's the tagline for this movie on the, on the post. Can I say something about that? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so the monster itself, the proportioning is changes throughout this film like crazy. Like at one point, and for some of the promotions, they had like, it, it's his foot is as big as this bus. And sometimes his foot is as big of a bus. And then he's like above all these towers. And then other times he's much smaller. Sometimes he's in between. Like I'm watching this movie trying to keep track of exactly how large or small Godzilla is because yes. it changes depending on the scene. And they, they huh. did this where, uh, in the movie. They really tried to make sure you didn't get a good full shot of them in in a lot of ways. Yep, yep. Uh, especially for the first half of the movie. Yep. They're not going to give away the spoiler. And then it was... Uh, there was a point where Amanda, my wife, watched this back with me yesterday, and she was like, "This movie's still going. This is it's <laughs> yeah. still it's long going." And, it's and long. it would be like something would happen, and you'd be like, "Okay, well, this has got to be the end." Oh wait, there's more. Great, uh, Godzilla, directed by Roland Emmerich. He is becoming uh, maybe possibly a patron a patron saint <laughs> of directors for this move for this podcast. Uh, let me let me roll down his credits real quick. Uh, he has directed uh, Universal Soldier, 1992's Universal Soldier, starring Dolph Lundgren. Uh, we have Stargate from 1994. That's pretty good. I love that movie. Uh, you guys seen Stargate, the Stargate oh, movie? Yeah. It's good. I like that movie a lot. Uh, and then he uh, rattled off a super hit, 1996's Independence Day. He's This guy's printing money. Then he makes Godzilla... And it's kind of like, oh, oh, I understand this. <laughs> the 13th Floor, which I saw as well. He was a producer on which that one. I, I think some people actually really don't like the 13th Floor. Right. I actually thought it was pretty good, but it's definitely one of his lesser-known movies. And then here he is. He directs The Patriot with yeah. Mel Gibson. That's big time. Again, printing money. Um, then he did a movie that no one has done on the show yet. 
He produced Eight-Legged Freaks with David Arquette. <laughs> it's literally called Eight-Legged Freaks. Uh, then he did the 2004 movie, The Day After Tomorrow, which we have done on this on this podcast. Uh, did 10,000 BC. He did 2012, which we've also done on this podcast. Yuck. Uh, then he did, uh, let's see, mm, he did a very things. So, uh, high, high, White House Down in 2013, uh, and then Independence Day Resurgence in 2016. So uh, the last the last little bit here has not been as good sure. for Roland. Yeah. Uh, there he is. Roland Americ, uh, congratulations. So he has made a lot of money. I mean, who am I to rag on him about anything, right? <laughs> uh, so check it out. Uh, produced by Dean Devlin. Uh, screenplay by Dean Devlin and Roland Americ. Uh, story by Ted Elliott. Same, and then the other two guys, Devlin and Americ, do it. Um, and then Godzilla uh, is the main main credit. I mean, this is what we're based on. Uh, and then uh, we're starring Matthew Broderick, who we talked about earlier on. I just struggled with Matthew Broderick. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is good. Anybody else have anything else that he did that we're just like, this is great stuff? I, I can't no. think of a lot of other Matthew Broderick stuff that I'm, I'm liking. He did a what? movie called Glory, which is a Civil War movie that has Morgan Freeman in it. And I kind of did like that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. Civil that War, wasn't too bad. He's a Civil War general yes. or captain or something. Yeah, he did a good job. And he leads one. a brigade of African-American soldiers. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's actually pretty good. And I, I, At the time, and it may not hold up now, but when it was done, it was pretty well done. Yeah, I didn't even like him in Inspector Gadget. And then as far as other named people in this movie, you get to see uh, Hank Azaria, who does a ton of the voices on The Simpsons. Yeah. His acting in this was bad to me. <laughs> it was pretty I, bad to this. I have not seen this movie in 20 years since it first came out, but even I remember Hank Azaria in this movie and just be, groaning moments. Which, who like, does he play? Which uh, one is he? He is the uh, Brooklyn... Uh, the, the, video, animal, the animal, the vi- okay. videographer. Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, I got, I got oh, the... Yes. Oh, yes. A lot of that. It's like, <laughs> stop Hank Gazaria. Well, why are you in this movie? Why? Well, I mean, I, it's because him and Matthew Barker are He's besties, more relevant than in, some oh, of the other characters. Of, they're in a lot of movies together. Yeah. Uh, they're besties. Harry Shear, who was also from The Simpsons, from Saturday Night Live, from other stuff, uh, also in this movie. Uh, release date of May 20th, 1998. My friend Stephen Price and I went and saw this in the theater at... The Glass Sword Cinema 3 in West Plains. I was done with college for the year, and we went over there and had a great time. Cool. It was great. Um, and then a budget of $130 million and it made $379 million at the box office. These movies are always going to make tons of money in the summer. Pretty good haul uh, overall. Pretty good haul, if you will. So, my friend, Jake. Would you be so kind as to do a 30-second synopsis for this movie? Oh, man. The movie that won't end, yeah. Uh, it will... <clears throat> you'll laugh, you'll cry, then you'll cry again because you <laughs> thought it was over. That's right. It's Godzilla. Ladies and gentlemen, Godzilla, uh, Jake Wilburn, 30-second synopsis, and go! Uh, nuclear experimenting nuclear. creates a uh, overgrown iguana who then starts uh, getting fishing vessels and goes to New York City and starts rampaging. They don't know why. Matthew Broderick is a scientist that the Army recruits to try to find out why. The monster is now terrorizing New York City because it's actually nesting. Uh, A bunch of eggs are found in Madison Square Garden. They start hatching, and it has to be blown up. They were found in... uh... (laughs) Oh, wrong one. All right. They were were found in the... um... In Patrick Ewing's locker, actually. Yeah, there was a scene where he's like, oh, this is where the Knicks get dressed. Yeah, it's yeah. true. 
Anyway, I thought it was really funny. Wow. John Starks is there. That's right, friends. Uh, that's 30 Seconds and Ops with Jake Wilburn. Jake, great job. Oh, man, I thought... That was concise. I missed a lot there. I uh, definitely... I definitely, definitely, definitely um, think this movie has uh, had a lot of potential when it was out. And I was excited to watch it. And I was very disappointed after I... After I saw it. Here's my thing. I feel like this movie is if Jurassic Park and Independence Day had a baby. And I think it was trying to be like both of those movies and instead of just being its own movie. I think it was like, mm. oh, this is the formula that works right now in the mid to late 90s. Yeah. Here you go. Well, that's for Roland America. That's his, right. his calling card. I is know. I some know. amalgam of all this junk in there. No Will Smith, though. No, Will Smith in the lead role. This would be hey, awesome. Hey, hey. <laughs> then it wouldn't have felt like Independence Day at all. Well, I would still take it. Back then, we would have loved it. It would have felt exactly the same. Well, folks, when we come back, we're going to talk more about Godzilla 1998 and Matthew Broderick, and we shall return uh, right to back in a second. Welcome back. This week on the Horrible Movie Podcast here, we have Jake Wilburn in studio. Jake. Hey, everybody. Uh, Phil, what's going on? Um, not much. I was just looking at the uh, list of movies, and in 1998, there hadn't been a Godzilla movie for 13 years, so people were probably really excited to see it. They were clamoring for more Godzilla. They were saying, please, give us Godzilla, and then they left the theater and thought, please, Matthew Broderick, never do a Godzilla movie again. <laughs> well, well, they I- had sequels planned for this, too, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was supposed to be a whole thing, yeah. So after 1998, the next movie that came out was 2014, the one that we were wow. wow. Yeah. No kidding. So... Wow. wow. Long time. There, there's a warehouse full of Godzilla toys for this movie that never came out. Oh, really? Yeah, I love they're, it. They're, they had planned a much bigger, like, expansive Godzilla thing going on that had been planned since the early 90s that it just didn't pan out. This movie was the result of that, and then there was a lot of stuff that surrounded it that just, they never, never stuck. Yeah. But the toys look cool. You can even look up an ad for them on YouTube and see what they look like. And I was like, wow, those are actually pretty neat toys. We're talking about 1998's Godzilla starring the uh, ever, ever excitable Matthew Broderick. (laughs) Um, He is best cast in a librarian role uh, in a quiet library somewhere away from other people. Just quiet. Uh, but, But instead, he's cast... As the main male role in Godzilla. And in the female role, I, I am still trying to figure out who this actress was that played his love interest. Who They have a painful scene in, the, in about a third of the way through the movie where they finally see each other for the first time after many years being apart. It is painful. Any scene she is uh, in is painful. And he's in there and just like, oh. Uh, she brutal. was the worst part of the movie. I thought her character was Audrey te- Timmons. Let's find this actress. Terrible. Um, let's really, really dive deep into this situation here. Um, start us out, Jake. Tell us about how this movie begins. All right. So we uh, we see a ship, which we're not exactly sure if it's Korean or Japanese. They say it's Japanese, but there's Korean writing all over it. And just in case you miss the fact that it's from somewhere in the Far East, there's a gentleman watching sumo wrestling and eating ramen noodles. Uh, when when the radar starts uh, ha- has a blip. And you were, I, well, I'm you serious. It's like somewhere in Maine. <laughs> we're gonna show you that it, this is obviously somewhere in Asia. And they get a blip on the radar screen. Uh, they don't know what it is, and all of a sudden the ship just gets engulfed by 
something. Uh, and you want me to keep going, Jack? Yeah, I want to hear about it. Yeah, so uh, gets engulfed by something, then cuts to Matthew Broderick, who is in... Um, I'm, uh, <laughs> me and my, I'm just here uh, in Chernobyl. Chernobyl, uh, yeah. I'm looking uh, for my, my worms. Um, we're just researching these worms here, um, and I use electric shock. Uh, oh, did I do that? Yeah, and you and see, we're gonna get these worms here. In uh, he's got Yikes. he's got pictures of a young girl and him with this uh, girl in his little yes. suitcase here. So he's testing these worms, which are very oversized. Uh, which it's uh, just little details like this bother me. The name is actually Priprat, the name of the city that tr- that Chernobyl is the is the nuclear factory that exploded right that's not the name of the actual russian location the little details like that bother me but anyway yeah. so he's there doing that all of a sudden all these soldiers show up take over his jeep and he's like what what's the meaning of this and this general is like you're being reassigned and is taken with no explanation my, my, my work my not, not done here i'm dr <laughs> nick nerdly to the populace and i've got to, i've got to get these worms i gotta get these worms back to my nerditarium and because i'm i'm in charge of these worms. A nerditarium. That's good. Nerdery. <laughs> so now there's this, uh, he's taken, Matthew Broderick is taken to Topolis, or everyone screws up his name, is taken to this large Tetopolis. ship. Yeah, Tetopolis. Uh, is taken to this ship and is told, okay, you you're, you study nuclear things that grow. Uh, here's the ship. And he's like, where? where's the evidence? Where is it? You're standing in it. I don't know. Where is it? Oh, I don't get it. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Cartoon meme if I ever saw one. He's like, where's the, where, where is it? Standing in the footprint. Where is it? Yeah. And then it? Oh, and then it zooms back. Yep. And he's standing inside of a gigantic footprint yep. with no other gigantic footprints anywhere near which okay, which here, is really stupid. Here, the Godzilla hopped for a couple hundred miles so, on one leg. I don't right. So there and there's this. There's one survivor that we know of from the ship, and they go up to him and this guy who says he's an insurance agent, uh, which we later find out is part of the French. Oh, sorry, or don't, is he? Or is he? Or we, is oh, he? Yeah, okay. Because he's even more mysterious at the uh-huh. end. So. So he comes up and 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 like has a Geiger counter for the Japanese survivor guy because mm-hmm. apparently he's radioactive now that he's come in co- contact with Godzilla, but the ship isn't. Everyone's around the ship that he <laughs> no, attacked. Nothing no. radioactive. You can let's go, come and go from that. Let, Jake, hold on, Jake. <laughs> let's let's don't let a, some some basic facts get in the way of telling a great okay, story. You're right. You're right. Okay. Starring starring. Uh, a great actor yeah. like so Matthew Broderick. So, this, so the Japanese uh, boat survivor is radioactive. Nobody's taking any precautions around him. Everybody's going up to the boat. Big claw marks. Matthew Broderick's trying to, you know, study what's going on with all of this and and trying to figure it out. Meanwhile, in, in New York City. Meanwhile, in New York. Okay, so we'll rewind. First, it floats to where does it float to first? It goes somewhere south first. Jamaica? No, it's on some of the islands, I think, yeah. But it, it does a weird yeah, path, yeah. path to get to where they're going. Uh, Phil, it goes to Asia, it goes around Asia, where it, where it was birthed and born, uh, based on some iguana eggs getting, uh, you know, uh, exploded. And then it hatches, and then it swims to somewhere in the islands. I, I think it was Jamaica. Yeah, my opinion, but he was around Jamaica. Islands. And then, but how does it? How and why did it float? Did it swim down around uh, Antarctica? It's finding a place a, to around nest. South America. I don't know. Finding a place to you're think you're thinking too hard about this. No, guy. it's true. <laughs> then of course it goes to 
New York City. Yeah, because it's an island. Why? It's an uh, Nick. Uh, I'm Nick, and uh, why? Um, the, I think what it wants is to float to an island, and, and it's got it's got a place to hide because it's got these big buildings in it. They're they're just trying to explain why Godzilla only attacks New huge York City. Why, right, they, why would right, he, they he need can him hide to be, anywhere? Yes, he cannot hide anywhere. No, it has He's to be a thousand feet New York tall. <laughs> right, it has and to be uh, New York City. Destroying everything in his wake. What else? I, what I think is funny too, when they show Matthew Broderick's character, the video of like the Japanese guy, and they're trying to update him. It's like edited in this weird way where it like shows the the guy looking at the lighter and saying like you know Godzilla, and then it like. <laughs> has like the fuzz and then like cuts to the you know foot the ship and the footprint and then it's like and i'm like who did someone edit this hooking up two vcrs yes. you know and then like pressing stop and then play again and hooking up the you know i'm like yeah what why would you edit evidence like that just to show four second clips that are in between static that doesn't make any uh, sense at all yeah well, it's, it's like they recorded over fam- <laughs> someone's recording a family matters or something right. <laughs> family matters <laughs> I guess I did do a... Honey, what happened to our wedding video? <laughs> yeah, I, oh. oh, it's Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, we needed it for much, uh, Godzilla much footage. Much better. <laughs> um, man, okay, good times. Uh, back to the movie. Sorry, we get, uh, I got derailed here a little bit. All right, so in this movie, we meet um, we meet Matthew Broderick's uh, ex-girlfriend. He proposed to her, we find out, and she said, No. No. Uh, she, uh, who is Maria Patillo, who was... Uh, nominated for a uh, Golden Razzie for this movie as well, and um, and she won, in fact, for worst actress. Oh wow! Right, good job. Uh, and uh, <laughs> what an honor. Her her friend and um, her friend and Hank Azaria and her are hanging out in this diner in New York. I think it's Monks or Arts. I'm not sure which one. Get it? Get the Seinfeld joke? Okay. I think I have every episode I need to do a Seinfeld joke. Um. But they're talking. Hank works for a movie, uh, for a television uh, station. She also works as a like an assistant to Harry Shearer's main uh, broadcast person. He's the uh, I have this guy on Harry Shearer, whatever his name is in the movie. Uh, and he is uh, he's giving he's bringing the news. He's an anchor man, right? Around here we have like Ethan Foreheads or one of those guys. Down yeah. there we have this guy. Uh, he's bringing you the news, and then he he does a very <laughs> Kent Brockman. He does Kent Brockman's voice on. Um, The Simpsons. Harry Shearer does. Oh. Which is perfect. There's the Hank Azaria connection. Yeah, there you go. So check it out. Uh, they're talking, and uh, they see this video footage of Matthew Broderick, and that gives you the backstory of the wedding, or the... the, the proposition. <laughs> the recorded over wedding day. <laughs> the recorded... Well, there you go. The prop... The prop... The uh, prop... Proposition? The proposal? The proposal. proposal. I can't think of the word. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Yeah. What's happening? What year is this? <laughs> Did I time travel? All right. So uh, then Matthew Broderick and her are obviously destined star-crossed lovers to end up together mm. in this movie. Uh, Matthew Broderick comes to New York uh, and with the military and also the French Secret Service, which, again... We don't know that yet. I think the movie, sequels the were going to have something to do with the French guy. What's that actor's name? Gene, is it Gene... Gene Reno. He's in something else that I I was like. Yeah, Gene Reno. He's in a bunch of stuff. Jean, probably Jean Reno. Yeah, and he, uh, he is a great actor. Yeah, he to me is by far the best thing in this movie. Yep, and he is one. He's seventy now, 
I feel like wow. he, as an action person, he's been in a lot of action stuff. He was in Da Vinci Code. He was in The Pink Panther. He's in Ronan. Uh, but he's also, there was, what was a French movie that he was in? An assa- he was an assassin. It wasn't Mission Impossible? No. Well, he, he was in that, but he was in another That's what I'm thinking of him set. from. He is really, really good. Like, he, he is a solid actor. Yes. The professional. He was, in the, okay. he was the main actor in The Professional. So, anyway, he's in this and uh, becomes one of the main people whenever they all track down Godzilla. So, Matthew yeah. Broderick meets up accidentally. He finds a, uh, I'm going to say this right, a feces sample of Godzilla. I think it's a blood sample. A blood sample. Because they had attacked him by this point. Yes. Yeah. And, and they drew Godzilla blood. has surfaced. Yes. And already attacked some stuff. Yes. And he, yeah, he finds the blood sample, goes into... Uh, a pharmacy which mm-hmm. is operating normally uh, during this well, uh, time period. Well, it's here. like a like a little food shop, like a food store. Yeah. They have like a like a what am I thinking of? A convenience yeah. store, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like a bodega um, type. Yeah. Right. But that this whole thing, like, uh, there's a scene where when we find out that these guys are like these French guys have their little command post or whatever, and it's in the back of a UPS truck at yes. first. And the guy, one of their guys, is like secretly delivering packages as a UPS driver and he's like being all sneaky and making sure nobody sees. And I'm like, a, a large iguana <laughs> just destroyed like a third of New York City. And yes. he's like, Sne- I hope nobody realizes my UPS uniform is fake because yes. I, people are going to be looking for it. Boy, we like, sure would. D- d- it's, it's like with Red Dawn. It's like all this stuff's going on, but there's a subway that's like, oh, how can I take your order? And it's <laughs> like, sandwich what in the world? And, and, and that idea of like, of like the, I don't know if they're, they're trying to treat Manhattan. Is it Manhattan? Like separate? Like, like, like it is like so large. I guess. That Godzilla could hide out for one. Two, that business as usual, we better keep we better keep making our products. Well, I know that and they said that stuff. there's like a cordoned off zone, Every, but, but but yeah, then they show the bridges out of town packed right. and everyone's evacuating. But yet, like you said, <laughs> right. there are there's another cool. population of people. Do you not think that Godzilla would have a humongous three, economic impact three on the populations city? of people? There's three on the in this movie there are three populations of people. One population is the military, Matthew Broderick, yeah. uh Jean Renault's or Jean Renault's character, uh the girlfriend Hank Azaria, the news people that are all focused on Godzilla. Mm-hmm. We've got to figure out what's happening. There's the other population of people that are leaving. We are evacuating. Oh my gosh, our hair's on fire. And then there's this other population <laughs> that are like, oh, I'm just going to hang out here and do what I'm doing. And in fact, they're, they're, not they're, even act like anything's happening. Right. They're like, New York City, right? Costanza's <laughs> customers George, are still coming. George Costanza's parents are still <laughs> hanging out at their house. Oh. So I will say, okay, so there was a, a false alarm uh, like a year or two ago when somebody sent out an emergency message in Hawaii saying that a North Korean like yes. nuclear missile was coming. There were people who were just like, well, guess I'll walk down to the beach and just sit in a chair. If this, well, I mean, what am I going to do if this is it? I guess and I'll maybe just, that's you know, what we're dealing and with. maybe that's it. I don't know. I would be in the, I'm evacuating, but you're on that island and you would just be like, <laughs> it would take hours. What's there's the no point? way. Yeah. yeah, there's no way. You'd be better off to find a raft and. Right and and raft out of there. Uh, so anyway, so Godzilla makes uh, landfall, comes to the city, wrecks stuff like nonstop, plows his way through the city. A hilarious way he came comes ashore though. An old an old guy walks down to the pier and his his buddies are chirping at him. What you gonna go out there and catch some fish today, Hubert or whatever your name is? I'm gonna give it a try. He's got this little bitty wooden wooden rod and reel. He throws it out there. It's got a bobber on it. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) 
the bobber, <laughs> he, he throws the bobber out, and something gives a bite. Oh, oh, I got a bite. And they're it's like, a big oh, one. reel it in. It's a big one. <laughs> Meanwhile, the water a mile away bubbles up. <laughs> okay, and he goes, oh, I'm, I'm reeling it in. It's a big one. It's like, how far did you throw? <laughs> the thing, and what were you using as bait? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So it's coming to shore. He, because in a movie, if you're running from something, you can't outrun it. There is no doubt about it. We've learned in Twister. In Twister, we learned that we can run away from a tornado, an F5 tornado. Uh, in in every action movie, you can run away from an explosion. Mm-hmm. You can run away from anything. A, mm-hmm. a, a plane coming down behind you, right, you're going right. to outrun it somehow. <laughs> this 90-year-old man is running toward the shore, and he outruns it. I, I watched yeah. it. I was telling man, I was like, he's going to outrun he's this He's going to make it, yeah. And it's like the the, 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 <laughs> the slats on the on the uh, pier are just clunk, 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 and he's still outrunning and uh, vaguely looking, vaguely looking yeah, back. Right. And here's my biggest beef of the movie is the CGI in this movie is nonsensical because they did not train these actors up to even have any common sense mm. of what you're... They were like, okay, what, just act I'm like you're running at. from something. Yeah. Okay. Good point. And just staring... And we're just like running, like the worst. Right, it made me sick to watch. And later on, when we get to the Velociraptors, quote unquote, oh, that are Godzilla. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, and you, so bad. You think about like Who Framed Roger Rabbit and other movies that had come out before this one, where, yeah. where you know they're looking at a you know a, a guy in a in a blue suit, you know a green suitor or a puppet. Or Jar Jar Binks. Even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're like, okay, we're going to give you an actual object to look at. You yeah. Know, so that well, it actually looks Jar Jar would have been know? a year after this. But the big caveat, but still, I, I'm is, just saying, like they they have the technology. To the do big it. one is Jurassic Park. I always go yeah. back to Jurassic Park because in it came out in '93, and this is the same freaking thing. Yeah, this is literally this is a not frame for frame same thing, but this is a it's, apples to apples comparison. It's a larger scale, but yeah, similar. Well, but but in the end, when Godzilla's babies (spoiler alert, sorry) are are coming out. It's ba- they're basically velociraptors. Yes, right. and you would have thought Hank Azaria was running from a freaking movie, ice cream truck the, <laughs> because he's just like, oh, doop, 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 doop. I guess Rolling America, Rolling America told me to run, yeah. so I'm just gonna run. Like, what's happening? Yeah, is embarrassing to watch. Right. And anyway, old man eventually runs away apparently from Godzilla, who then I guess averts and doesn't crush him, and then he tears through the city, and then he. Uh, Goes underneath. We well, he he gets lost in the city, which is hilarious. That these things that that this military who's tracking him can't find him, and he burrows underneath Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Which wouldn't that be where you guys burrow? Makes sense if you're going to have babies having it at the garden. Last time I laid eggs, I burrowed underneath a, a basketball arena as well. Not really. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, that was a long rant. Um, okay, so. Uh, basically all I'm saying, all that I'm saying is that, uh, this whole time we got Matthew Broderick making scientific jargon toward the screen, um, nerding it up. And I'm not making fun of nerds because I would say that I am one as well, but this is to the max. This is screech level nerdery stuff, except it's bad. Like it's not even on point. Some of the things he does anyway, anybody else? I think I'd like to. I'd rather go back and watch Pixels. <laughs> you know, I had yeah, I had a similar thought too. It's like if I'm gonna, I'd rather watch Pac-Man terrorize, <laughs> terrorize a city than watch this and have Godzilla do it. 
Well, and he uh, tears into some things. Uh, and as we uh, wind down, before he makes next a radio perfect break, hole yeah. through the MetLife building, like a perfect oval. Yeah, well, it's, it's like bloop. the shape of Godzilla. <laughs> Turn sideways, arms up, running through it. Anyway, we'll be right back. See you in a second. Well, welcome back. Uh, this week on the Horrible Movie Podcast, we have Jake Wilburn. Jake, hey. uh, welcome back. Yeah. Uh, producer Phil's in the hezzy in the house. And we are talking about 1998's Godzilla, um, starring um, Hank Azaria as a cameraman from Brooklyn with a heart of gold. Uh Matthew Broderick, uh, who is a scientist extraordinaire, um, and uh, Jean <laughs> Renault. I, I want to say it like I knew what I'm talking about. You were so cultured. You hear man. how cultured? I lo- yeah, I love you it. You hear how cultured I am? <laughs> um, you hear how cultured I am? Cultured. I hear it. Filet Miggin. <laughs> um... <laughs> That's how cultured. Play Mignon. I'm Mignon. <laughs> Mignon. Mignon. Um, all right, so we're here. We're talking about Godzilla 1998. We have made it to uh, Manhattan. Uh, he has, the Godzilla monstrosity has buried himself in the sewers like a turtle. Like he's with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, apparently, underneath. <laughs> underneath. Now, that's underneath. a crossover I would watch. He's, the, he's, the, the, fifth, he's the fifth turtle. So they're there. And um, he has buried himself under Madison Square Garden. And so they make it to Madison Square Garden. Uh, and basically, first things first, Matthew Broderick has met up with his ex-girlfriend, which, I, again, maybe that's a good thing for some people. But in this situation, was not a good thing because she is trying to be a journalist. She want, But she's the that smarmy guy's uh-huh. assistant. Yes. And he's pulling some hashtag Me Too stuff yes. to keep her down. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah, it's we bad. We went there. And uh, uh, Jake went there. <laughs> I don't know the context for sure. I don't want. I just want to stay clear. Let, it's okay. I'll I let, think we're okay. I'll, I'll let that be mine. You don't have to <laughs> accept that. So yeah, she she's this guy's assistant. He's keeping her down. She wants. She's like, I just need my big break. And she realizes, wait a second, the guy that is the scientist at the center of all this Godzilla fact finding stuff, yes, is my ex fiance. <gasps> This and you know what? All my friends are saying I've just been too nice and I'm a pushover. So maybe this is my opportunity yes. to get my to be a bad girl and, and get my big break. I am and I'm gonna take control of this. Yes. And I'm gonna go meet up and she tracks down Matthew Broderick. Yes. Which I found very coincidental that she was able to find him so easily. Yes. She finds him at the bodega. He's buying uh, pregnancy tests. Yep. Uh, a big bo- a bunch of them because he has an idea he's going to use the blood sample from Godzilla to uh, test this to see if maybe this is weird how this this it's weird how this animal that we just discovered is acting. Yeah. Very st- strange, strange animal habits. It's strange animal habits. Yeah. I mean, you know, so I've my- never seen a 200 foot you know, lizard before, but, but let's, it seems strange. Let's give it a pregnancy test made for so humans. So he does, and turns out uh, the plus sign came up, and Godzilla's going to be a, a parent. And Godzilla, the male, is Both gonna mom be, and dad. Yeah, because, well, now, initially he goes, it may be that this is an asexual yeah. re- reproducing thing, but by the end we find out something else, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I'm, I was shocked. And too much, yeah. like an overload. Anyway, so um, she goes, oh, really? That's interesting facts. Sounds so great. I'm so pumped. And then she apparently goes behind his back and calls into um, Harry Shear's character and goes, 
listen, I got a big scoop here, and uh, the scientist <clears throat> Nerdy McNerd Pants Nick is going to. Uh, he's he says that this is a pregnant okay. monster. Okay, so how, this movie this Matt this is real this is real information. So how she gets that is is she's like oh hey you know let's reunite and whatever and he's like cool come over to my tent uh, which is behind this top secret zone oh what's that you wanted to you want to be a reporter you oh you are a reporter okay yeah come come with me uh, to my tent where all this top secret stuff is uh, oh by the way here's the whole plan here's everything that's going on that's top secret hey you know what I gotta go grab something for a while uh, I'm gonna leave you this person I don't really trust that broke up with me and I haven't seen in oh. like five years yeah uh, can you just stay here for a minute while I go grab something and and what was one of the hardest? Hey, this is this is this ten minutes. I wish I had a timestamp on this ten minutes of or so of the movie. This is ten of the worst uh. minutes in cinema history. I'm telling you right now, like it is. She meets up with him. Their chemistry is the opposite. Of, what's the opposite of chemistry, guys? I'm not sure <laughs> what what science would be the opposite of chemistry. I mean, are we are we at like Anakin and Padme? Oh, you're like of, so of hard to non chemistry. And, and he and, she, and he goes, well, um, she, he's like, well, it's been so long. Uh, you look good. She's like, oh, you you're doing so well. You're looking great. Uh, okay, great. And then she goes, he goes, well, I guess we'll see you soon. And she goes, what? After eight years, you're not even gonna talk to me? And then he goes. Matthew Broderick so skillfully says, well, I asked you to marry me, and you said no, and then I tried to call you, and you wouldn't return my phone call, and it's been eight years. He walks away, and she goes, fine, be that way then, okay? I just thought after eight years, you know, we would be able to talk. People change. And normally, normal humans would be like, nope, you were wrong, bye. Right. Matthew Broderick is like, you know what? Your very sterile, horrible acting <laughs> logic was right. You you've wooed me back into your arms yeah. with your inability to have any emotion whatsoever. Even though I've had your picture in my little scientist box that I've been that, staring at since then. And that's the only bi- character buildup for this relationship yes. whatsoever. Yeah. Because literally, if you would, if you would watch this ten minutes, folks, of this dreck, you would be like, this this is why, <laughs> this is why. Uh, what's her name again? I'm going to say her name on, on the air here to give her full credit for her great chops, her acting chops. I'm sure she learned from the uh, um, acting uh, the Screen Actors Guild, Maria Patillo. Uh, congratulations. You were an actress in a movie. <laughs> great work. That's all. Yeah. That <laughs> anyway, all. so then, so then, like, she, like she steals to, the now, tape. Now, to go flashback, I just yeah. did a JJ Abrams on you. I went flashback, <laughs> fast forward, flash sideways. Right. Uh, turns out they were all dead the whole time anyway. All right. So then, <laughs> so then, uh, they are uh, back. She steals all this information, all this intel. Uh, she reports, he sends it to Harry Shearer. Uh, the U.S. military now says, Matthew Ruddock, you, we are disavowing you. Yes. You get out of here! Shoot, get out of here! You leak this they to the press. Some, they throw some rocks at him, like, uh, like um, uh, Harry and the Hendersons. Like Harry, the big, big foot from Harry. Get out of here! Just we go. don't want you anymore. And by the way, all the intel you gave us about it being pregnant and laying eggs, we're not going to believe you now. No, it's not. Real. We're not going to take that seriously because you, know you leak this to the press. You know what we are going to do though? We're going to nuke this Godzilla. I don't think they do that. They wanted to. Were they going to nuke the whole island? What? Uh, Manhattan? I don't think they were going to do that. I think they were. 
I don't remember that in the movie. All right, you guys keep talking. I think they were just going to start pu- <laughs> because I remember they just want to keep keep. They were saying uh, Matthew Broderick before he got kicked out with them. Where they put all those fish in the middle of the city, right? Where they're like, yes, let's put him right in the middle of the city because he's going to have to walk here and destroy eighteen buildings on the way to yeah. picking up this fish in the middle of the city. <laughs> so they they lure him out and. You know, he's going to do an, air, fish. an airstrike. So they? then they're like, all right, we're going to lure him out into Central Park with another yes. pile of fish and we're just going to hit him. But we can't use heat seeking missiles, guys. Remember, because they're cold blooded and Which we tried was... heat seeking missiles <laughs> and they missed and destroyed a bunch of buildings because this is me in fourth grade playing G.I. Joe's versus Ninja Turtles. And when I would shoot at the G.I. Joe's and miss and my cousin would be like, hi, you missed. I'd be like, no, they're heat seeking. <laughs> and I come back around because that's how this works. Well, and I <laughs> forgot about explanation. that. So, so they were no, but they were going to do an airstrike. They were going to have an airstrike, uh, an airstrike against because they have jets that bomb the arena. Uh, you know that's different than a nuke, though, right? Well, right. I know, but <laughs> like okay. a nuclear but missile. But also, I, I, can I say this? I did watch Avengers, the first Avengers, <laughs> like within the last two hours. Okay, and they are going to do that in that movie. <laughs> and so I melded the two together. It's it's New York in both cases. Okay. Sorry. So this is Avengers Man. plus Jurassic Park plus Independence Sorry, my State. bad. New York has been attacked a lot by aliens yeah, that and is all true. kinds of things. And bombs. Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. True. So um, where were we at? Sorry, I digressed a lot. There. So yeah, so he's getting he gets kicked out of the little military circle of people. They're going to continue that plot. And as he's going to the airport to fly back to Chernobyl or whatever, our French insurance agent friend uh, uh, has Jean him in the taxi. Reno. Yeah, and takes him to a warehouse full of guys in military fatigues and weapons and so on and so forth. So, yes. And they are part of the uh, French Secret Service, I think. And they're like, yeah, we, we had some nuclear tests uh, back in the day, too. So this is kind of our fault, and we don't really... Uh, want anybody to know that, and we feel responsible. So we're just gonna we're just gonna clean up this mess on the sly and help you guys. <laughs> so they go into they they go into uh, uh, Madison Square Garden where they the think whole the nest is. They, yep. they, the nest is. They find the nest tailed by Miss Reporter yes. Lady and uh, New Yorky oh, stereotypical hey, hey, cameraman. Oh, yeah, right. hey, hey, well, forget about it. <laughs> right. I'm gonna go to Sparrows and get a New York slice. <laughs> right. And so they uh, so he takes them there. <laughs> He mainly plays a cabbie in most movies, but yeah. now he's going to play this uh, TV uh, photojournalist. So he has a video videographer, and they track him in there. They, uh, golly, <laughs> they they find a million eggs in there. Godzilla just lays eggs everywhere, and they are huge. And they find out they're going to start hatching. Uh, they do hatch. They run, 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 fight, fight, fight. Get away from the eggs. Uh, down the hallways. Now, the best CGI you've ever seen is about ready to occur. They um, are running down the hallways away from these creatures. They eventually hide out. Now, hold on. No, no, no. They first go end up crawling through there. They hide out after the hatching. They hide out in the press box area of Madison Square Garden. Yep. So they have a good, clean view down onto the court. To send out a live broadcast. To send, and now, this is even better. They... they <laughs> She, uh, Mar- uh, what's her name? What did I say? Maria Patillo, Audrey Timmons. Um, she goes, oh, all of the, all of the, that she's the MacGuffin, by the way, is the best. All of the closed circuit in Madison Square Garden is uh, fed to a truck that is at the TV studio. And if we can get a live feed of that truck, we can get it on the air. And... It's all part of an internet. She uses the word internet, which is blissful. <laughs> wow. When you hear her say it, 
It's part of an internet <laughs> that is put together, and it and, and then it will broadcast to everywhere. So she gets a message, a text message, basically, basically via essentially an email looking thing. Uh, hey, hey, Tom, you need to fire up the truck. You have to believe me. And the, she patches through an audio thing. Tom, you've got to let us on the air. I ain't doing that. She's like, look at this. And then they have a video footage of the of Thanks. the Velociraptors. Yeah. Notice, I mean, they've oh, hatched yeah, yeah, and they're, yeah. they're walking up and down. And they're all moving around the stadium uh, looking for best seats and hot dogs. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no. you got to let me. You have to let me on the air. Because she's a great actress. So uh, they uh, fire up the live feed. And she's holding a microphone. It's in this studio part, in the, in the press press booth. It's Hank Azari on camera, Matthew Roderick uh, on the stand-up bass. Uh, it's got, you've got uh, Audrey Timmons, <laughs> Maria Patillo on lead. She's talking. <laughs> That's the only people in this. And and I think the Frenchman is off somewhere. I don't, he, either, he was either off camera or not, because he makes a save in the end here, right yeah. before. So right. we fired up. All right. And Hank Azari goes, and you're on live. And then she goes, Hello. <laughs> I, hi, I am Maria Patillo, and I am here at the Madison Square Garden, where we have all of these creatures. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, here is, here is Dr. Nick Nico Tatopoulos uh, to tell you more. She turns to him. <laughs> he is, like, not paying any attention. Right. <laughs> and she goes, Nick. And he goes, oh, it's me? Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> This is the only thing going on. <laughs> like, even in acting school. Did they right. teach you that in acting school? Oh, 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 me? My turn? Oh, okay. What did you think we were doing here? So Marie Patilla goes, Doctor? Oh, hi. Yeah, uh, the eggs have hatched. Uh, and we are, we're just here. We need uh, the, all the military to come here right now and attack these creatures. Uh, and in a few minutes, we're going to be running from the CGI monsters. So tune in. Uh, for horrible running away from CGI monsters. <laughs> All right, and back back to you. She literally said that at the end. And back to you. Yeah. Meanwhile, these velociraptors but, are trying to bust through the door. So, the, yeah. so they do bust through the door, and the Frenchman makes a save uh, with a little. And then he takes out like a winch or something, or like a uh, cable, and throws it out the glass and goes, "Well, you coming with me or not?" And so he cables down, yeah. and they run away. And you have never seen worse running away from CGI other than in the Langoliers, uh, the Stephen King movie, The Langoliers, which was made for TV in 1988. <laughs> like, that's the worst. That, that to, for me, is the worst because it was a good idea but didn't have the technology to make it happen. In 1998, they had the technology to make it happen because, guys, Jurassic Park was in 1993, and you would have thought, that Jeff Goldblum was literally running away from a velociraptor. Yeah. You would have literally thought that Newman was getting sprayed in the face by that, <laughs> that thing that, that eventually, you know, killed him. Not in this one. Hank Azaria could have been running away from the freaking Easter Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad this is. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And it's just like, just gross. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Roderick um, is running, throws a, randomly, in the hallway, there's a... Uh, there's a uh, oh, a rolly uh, cabinet thing of basketballs at Madison Square Garden in the hallway where other where randomos walk. They're not going to have that out. That's also, going to be Jack, somewhere closer to the that's court. That's not underneath. even the worst. They do the same thing with a gumball okay, machine. Okay, here's, here's what I'm getting to. <laughs> oh my god! He throws a basketballs down, and then he th- pulls over this huge gigantic gumball machine. These things are running after him. 
What does he do? Do you remember what he does after he does this? Doesn't he stop? To do what? Uh, to like look? To admire his yes. handiwork. Yes. <laughs> he looks at it like, look what I did. It's like, these things are going to keep literally run- eat you in one bite. <laughs> yeah, keep running, dude. <laughs> like, you would not do that. Right. You would be like... I, I don't think we're going to live. I'm just going to try this, and then I'm going to run. And they're gumballs. <laughs> I know, say. they're gumballs. Sorry. Okay, oh I get really gosh. worked up about this movie. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's do that. we got to be more concise. So uh, we're going to run out of time on the radio side of it. Too much. There's, too so, much there's so much. Sorry for my ranting, folks. I just... When I watch, you need to watch this movie because it doesn't. For me, it does not hold up. So j- before we get, there's one more thing I want to say. I think if this were on the CW, it might hold up. The most ridiculous. But this is thing. not the CW. So can, can Jake please have the floor? There's, I can't there's help one more I'm thing sorry. that I got to say before the radio part ends. There's a scene where they're in the taxi cab. They're in Godzilla's mouth, and they are like, "Gun it!" And they like gun it out of Godzilla's mouth, and like land. Perfectly enough on this broken bridge to continue driving away. How, how far did they fall? And like that's from- what I'm saying. Well, here's the thing. It's not only that, but just even just the physics mm-mm, of like, watch. I'm like, this, there's, there's no, no way. Guys, I, I'm going to tell you right now, hashtag, this is a God thing. <laughs> All right, here's why. It was here's so, why, hashtag God so thing. unrealistic. Hey, guys, hey, right out. Hashtag blessed, because here's why. <laughs> here's, what, here's what I'm going to tell you. They are, hey, they are in Godzilla's mouth. All right. Godzilla's mouth. The, the mouth of the beast, all right? And the Frenchman knows if he if he can time it out just right, accelerate, burn up into Godzilla's uh, tongue a little oh bit with the wheelie, then he will spit him out the exact right time. And it will make him have to lower his head, and he lowers him just close enough to make the, uh, to make the exit out of Godzilla's mouth onto pavement. And he does. Guys? It's, uh, oh, it's, a God it's thing. so bad. That was that part I was like, okay, <laughs> out of all of this, I can't. With that one, F minus. All right, so uh, here's what we're going to do. Uh, they do escape. Uh, they kill all the little velociraptors. Uh, they kill Godzilla, uh, the Godzilla you think at first. And then in the end, out of the ground comes another Godzilla, right? I th- it's the same one. He didn't die. She woke up. Is yeah, she, just one? Because, yeah, you, you see her float, him, her, it, fall, they... Uh, it falls down and it like goes to the water after they think it's dead. It's the same one. Okay, so they escape. Uh, all ends up fine. Uh, folks on the radio, listen up. Uh, I appreciate you. If you want to check this out, go to uh, iTunes and uh, Apple Podcast. Check us out, Spreaker.com, the Horror Movie Podcast for the rest of the episode. Thanks. We'll see you soon. <laughs> all right, so let's continue real quick uh, just to flush out that part of it. The taxi escape made me think of this. <laughs> it made me think of this. I want to do a fake commercial for a fictitious casino or or Comic-Con or something where we have all these great uh, vehicles from famous famous vehicles from movies except except, except it, it's not it, the DeLorean no, it's not the No. You can get Ecto-1. Hollywood's famous famous vehicles. The taxi cab from Godzilla. What? What? Oh, that was great! Oh my god! I, yes. I, I, I haven't flushed this out enough in my mind. No, it's okay. Other vehicles: <laughs> the pickup truck from Red Dawn. Yeah. Or Wait, the, what? The the car from Gamer, where he peed in the, in the gas tank to escape the game zone. And it's like, why would why would we want to come see these? Tickets are twenty five dollars. Photo ops are ten dollars to get your photo taken with this 
Uh. <laughs> Dumb. All right. Sorry. Oh, we've that's just a been great enough, idea. We've just been to enough of those Comic Cons to where uh, they they are uh, there. There's always a photo op with a car. The, <sighs> the Supernatural car I feel has been at every Comic Con I've ever been at, <laughs> and I like that show. But like, I think like, there must just be so many replicas out there that yeah. they have. A bunch of Impalas or whatever they have. Here's there. the flying VW bug from the Power Rangers original oh free season God. one. <laughs> You've seen it on TV and now you can stand right beside it. That's right. Matthew Broderick rode in the back seat and screamed a bunch. It's the taxi cab Godzilla. Remember the scene where remember the scene where Godzilla spit out the taxi cab and then they just miraculously were able to land it? That's right. You can stand right by this car. Come down to the blue sky Cedo. We're gonna save your money. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Do you guys have the love bug? Do you, do you guys have the Batmobile? No. No, <laughs> I, I haven't none pushed of that. that enough to really, <laughs> none of that. To really, to really. You've seen the love bug. <sighs> You've seen the Batmobile. Remember Lindsay Lohan's car from that one movie that she was in? You can stand up there. Why would we want to come see this? We're not sure why no one wanted to come see our exhibit. Huh. Do you remember when Britney Spears <sighs> took a road trip with her friends? You want to come see my? You want to come see Bob from Crossroads? You want to come see Uncle Jesse's truck? Uh, Uncle Jesse, do you like the Duke's Hazard? Oh man, yeah, generally. But you can come see Uncle Jesse's truck. Oh what? Okay. You want to see Cooter's uh, tow truck? Okay. Sorry. Funny to me. Uh, I saw that and thought that would be the lamest point. That's great. I know this has been a train wreck of an episode, folks. I just didn't want to be crazy all day. All right, so uh, Godzilla in three in three phases. We knock apparently just knock her out, um, him, her, whatever. When it runs she's into she's laying eggs, right? Yes, but it could be asexual. Yeah, I don't think it's a second monster. I think the first monster never died. I agree with you now. Now that I think about it, you're right. But it just felt like yeah, I was gonna have Godzilla nightmares. So knock the animal out, uh, lizard out. Uh, kill all the babies off, and then the return. Uh, she comes back, and they have to kill her again. They kill her on the Brooklyn Bridge, uh, and she's wrapped up in the wires, and they shoot a bunch of stuff at her. What eventually kills her? I think just pelting of missiles. Isn't that it's kind of non heat seeking this time? Right. Well, we yeah. had to learn. <clears throat> but yeah, so they just pelt her with enough missiles, and she loses enough blood and dies. And then in the uh, final scene, though, uh, the Frenchman walks away after talking. Uh, calls one eight hundred ATT. On this, uh, one eight hundred collect. One eight hundred collect. T ten. I saw a commercial on a wrestling thing the other day. I was watching an old one yeah. for ten ten two twenty. Wow! Like this calling card yeah. things that you're like, you yes. have to call, and it was really weird. Anyway, he he calls from a payphone for so kids. If you know what that don't know what that is, we used to have phones in our houses that were just built into our houses, <laughs> and then out amongst because we didn't have cell phones time before cell phones, and so out in public you'd have a payphone, just randomly skanky payphone. That you'd want to hold away from your ear because you're not sure whatever ear fungus someone else had that used it before you. And uh, the Frenchman calls on it. Uh, I will give you your tape back soon enough. I've got to get rid of uh, myself on the tape. Very good. Uh, so N- Matthew Broderick and her uh, are back together. Love at last. And now she quits her job at the uh, news agency that she was with uh, at BuzzFeed or wherever she was working. And uh, she, <laughs> that was a joke. Um, and so then, um, so then, uh, here we go. And they walk off into the sunset. Yeah. But <clears throat> there is one Godzilla egg that they didn't see in the visitor locker room. And it was inside of uh, 
Chris Mullins' uh, locker he had just used from the Golden State Warriors. <clears throat> anyway, and it hatched, and it hatched, and then roll and credits. it goes, and, and it pops out, credits, goes, yeah. it pops out, goes, ow, hey, how are you? And then that was the end of the episode. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my baby. <laughs> I'm a ragtime gal. <laughs> yes. Okay, so a sequel was cl- clearly oh, yeah. desired. Yep. Well, now, I, by them, what's to make crazy more money. about doing this podcast for the last few years that we've done it? How many of the movies that we've covered wanted to do a sequel? Mm. Like, there's so mm-hmm. many of those little sure. teaser things at the end. Yeah. Uh, very good. Uh, I have one more thing to talk about. Uh, talk about your bad. You have a, you said we have a long list of <clears throat> problematic things. Let's talk. Okay, so like there's a scene where they, they're getting they've got the fish. It's the first time they're going to feed it, right? Matthew Broderick is kind of standing there. They're getting all the fish ready, and all of a sudden it's like you know you feel the vibration. It this close zoom in on Matthew Broderick's face while the background gets blurry. The asphalt then cracks. And goes right between his feet. Oh, oh! <laughs> right, and he so then he's like, down uh, right, and, and he looks down there, at it, yeah. and, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like just so, tri-, you know. And the the whole tone of this movie to me was off. They try to make these like reoccurring jokes, you know, like the French guy keeps somebody keeps bringing him a cup of coffee, and he's like, this is not French roast, you know, or whatever. Which is like, like <clears throat> do you really think? <laughs> the French people are like, must be French roast. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Gotta be French roast. Well, you know, the Japanese guy was eating ramen noodles yeah, and watching some of the rest of them, so it's like... And the New York people are all, you know, oh, it's like... Oh, I gotta all the... have pizza by the slice! Right. <laughs> the only thing in movies is just random stereotypes, folks. That's what gets us through movies, apparently. He only eats French fries and eats yeah. fr- French toast. Yes, and breakfast. if you're from the South, you're a complete <laughs> moron, apparently. Yeah. If, if, you, if you lived off, we need to do that... Uh, Things if you based everything in your life off of movies, what would what oh, would man. your life be like? That would be a pretty good. Order. And just yeah. some of the most like predict, you know, they they find these eggs and none of them are. Ha- and I'm like, yeah, bet these eggs aren't going to hatch before they get out of here. And it's like, duh. Like, what do you think? Like, there's no suspense because you can almost predict what's going to happen next. I did like. Yes, the movie was long. I did like that the, it was kind of broken up into phases. You know, there's like the research phase. He attacks. You think that the monster's dead. You know, there's a hunt for... Like, I thought that the kind of sectioning of it was uh, was okay. There was a scene with the submarines that I thought was actually kind of intense. You know, it's like, oh, these guys are in the submarine. Submarine's getting attacked. Don't know if the Hudson River is deep enough for submarines, though. That's what but, Sydney in the live chat asked about that, oh, too. Yeah, yeah. About the depth, depth of, the, of the Hudson River. Yeah. Uh, and can three <laughs> submarines go into the Hudson River? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. I do know that Kramer swam in the Hudson River once on an episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, he's smaller than this. There were several characters in this movie, just 100% completely unnecessary. There's a redheaded girl, I can't remember her name, but she's like another one of the scientists. And she's like, you're really cute to like Matthew Broderick. And uh, she has no, like if you took her out of the movie, the movie would not be any different. And I'm like, why is she even in this movie? Do you even remember who I'm talking about? The girlfriend of... Of no. Hank Azaria, right? Oh, no, 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 no. No, she's some um, random yeah, scientist yeah, yeah, yeah. chick. Uh, she's a scientist chick, and I thought initially, well, this may be some sort of love interest Right, or but something. it's not. She's, and then she just she has no, yes. She has one thing later in the movie where she kisses one of the soldiers. As a joke. As a joke, and then she he's like, oh, I love you. And she's you. like, oh, she's dang like, it. Oh, dang it. Right. And that's when, like, some of the humor in this movie is so, and it, it, it's the tone. Like, I really want, and I don't know if it's because it's like, well, we couldn't get Will Smith, and he's pretty funny, so we better add some, like, Will Smith, we better add some humor in here because we don't have Will Smith and, yeah, and to make and it we cool. Can't, 
And the cardboard cutout that is Matthew Broderick is definitely not going to be giving you, <laughs> you any know, comedy. Right. And other the, than the worm comedy. So And worm, <laughs> what I found, I, got, I don't know if you guys, I read a study like, uh, recently about worm comedy and how if you use worms in a movie, people don't react as, as you think they would. How would you think people would react to worms? Well, worms are just hilarious. Those are all. I'm just joking. There was no, there was nothing in. This, There's no survey about worm comedy. <laughs> there was nothing. Nothing in this movie made me laugh. There was the camera, the cameraman, the animal when they did go into the Knicks yeah. locker room and like they're running. It's like, oh, this is where the Knicks play. Like that was kind of funny. But even hit like his wife. Yes. You know that's her, that's giving him a hard time and yes. he sneaks out of the window to go yeah. get the camera stuff. She didn't need to be in there. Oh, and that scene where he's standing there and it looks like Godzilla's going to step on him. Oh, yes, But then yes, it goes yes. like, he's right between Godzilla's toes. Yes. And I'm like, oh my, it, like, And now here's God. the thing. Here's the thing. I've seen that in other movies that it's done in a way that makes you feel like, oh my gosh, that would be crazy. But in this movie, it was so fake at It's times. a cartoon. It's a cartoon. Yes. Mm. It's weird. It was a cartoon. It's so weird. Uh, and that's, I didn't like... It, it, this movie felt to me like a cartoon, which coincidentally, there actually was a cartoon series that came out that is tied to this movie that's like in the same universe. Mm. Uh, and it was really popular and reviews said it was really good. Well, so, I mean, maybe this was would have been just better as a cartoon. The mayor huh. of New York. Oh, Michael yes. Lerner. Which, by the way, is based uh, off of Roger Ebert. Mayor Mayor Ebert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, he was like... Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, have a have a piece of chocolate. I don't want any chocolate. Oh, like, what, so- the, what are we doing? What's going on here? What am I doing here? What's going on? Like, that, his whole yes. character is just that. And then he has, the that, he has that assistant guy that he, you know, is like, what do I keep around? And then at the end, he's like, you know what? I quit. And yes. I'm like, why do I care because about this at all? A similar yeah. study that I read, people that stand up to their bosses in movies... That tracks very high with people. People like that. But nobody can, that who that I made character up that who study cares? as well. That's not a real study okay, either. Because that I mean and But in nineties movies and even in eighties movies, they're like, you know what you can do with this job? You can just take this and I don't want it anymore. We're tearing up the contract and now the Goonies are free. We We got our houses back. Because people they yeah. think they think. Americ freaking what's his name? He thinks this is how real people think. This is what grabs me about Hollywood sometimes, is that they literally think, this is how dumb humans are. This is how stupid we are. Well, how much money did this movie make? They're not that far off. But literally, there are times when I'm just like, this is what they think, how, how people think. It's like, no one thinks that way. No one does that. Jerry Maguire, maybe. His secretary. Anyway, I digress. A lot today. So that a lot the, of digression today. I've been tra- the, trapped in the I house. Guess the, this has been great. The female lead in this movie, like it, it, she tries to act her way by biting her lip. I, I had this like bite, <laughs> biting lip count going on, and she bites her lip like five times in this movie. Yeah, like, play a, like, a drinking game with that. Her and Alicia Silverstone apparently went to the same uh, acting, like, yeah. acting school. Yuck. <laughs> All right, well, what's uh, some goods and bads? Let's talk about goods and bads. What's the good part of this movie? Uh, I mean, I would, honestly, I'd watch it again. If it was, like, on TV, I, I would uh, watch it again. Some of the, lots of explosions, that's cool. I don't, I didn't mind that. Like I said, it has a very Independence Day uh, type feel. Nothing inherently just, like, Bleh, this movie is just so bad. But if you're really sitting and trying to, like, it, it's not, it's not an of epic proportions. And this could have been... Uh, even though it's a different take on what Godzilla 
is, you know, it's like wh- whether you're basically like a nuclear infected lizard and the, the factual information aside and, and suspending the belief and all mm-hmm. that. Like, even if I get through all of that, if I can let all that go, I, I think it's all right. Yeah. Like, and it didn't, you said it felt long to you. I, I didn't feel that oh. way. Like I, I was entertained uh, through the action scenes. If you take all the junk in between Godzilla smashing buildings, uh, the even the some of the stuff in Madison Square Garden, eh, that that was not that good with the with the raptor looking babies. Oh. But all the stuff, the actual scenes with the big monster, I thought were all good, for the okay. most part. When it's just smashing through New York, doing its thing, the the opening was good, like with the yellow. Uh, screen and the meat like I thought that the the opening credits was it was actually a cool scene to explain kind of where we were at to get the movie started I thought mm. that was really good too cool bad mm. uh, everything in between Godzilla smashing things oh. uh, Matt, <laughs> all of most of the actors um, Dude, Maria Patillo oh uh, it was oh. yes Matthew Broderick Heaven's was bad she gates. was bad and it, if this movie Probably would have been much better. Just re- you got to recast almost the whole thing, mm. if, and tighten up the script just a little bit to make the tone more or, consistent, less yeah. slapstick, less of the like predictable nineties <clears throat> action movie cast, stuff. Unless he could have cast like one. Again, I, I'm not I mean to be a Will Smith type yeah. character. Yes, correct. Um, someone like that. The Rock in current times would be the person for that. That kind of role would be good. Maybe he. You got to be believable as a scientist, though. Well, you wouldn't have a scientist. You'd ha- you'd have him be a military person. Because uh, if you add the military part of it, see what yeah, you did there. Yeah, see yeah. what you think there. Mm-hmm. Now you're thinking, well, he's military, so he must be a total BA, and he can use a salmon ladder and jump up and and do a bunch of pull ups. But he's also smart because he's in the military. Sure. And he didn't have to be. Because when you he didn't I, have to be Samuel Power. When you he didn't see have to be Matthew Broderick, you don't think hero. No, that, that's what that's what. Like, it, I could not suspend that. You could tell. I don't know if you yeah, could yeah, tell yeah. or not. Right. I could not suspend my disbelief enough to be like, Matthew Broderick is saving us from anything. Oh, another character that didn't matter. There was, like, the lower-level uh, military guy, the guy that was, like, actually executing all the orders from the, the colonel. And, yeah, like, he, this, he kept coming up again and again. Like, they gave him a lot of screen time. Yeah, and Amanda said he was in some soap opera or some TV show that she had watched at some point. And he is a... Okay, and I said, he's a good-looking dude. Sure. Um... I, I don't. They could have eliminated some characters yep. and just had him be the guy. That may have been a. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's weird. You didn't need the mayor. You didn't need that. There's. I mean, there's easily five or six like characters from this movie you could have cut. Kevin. And Kevin it wouldn't Dunn, have made any difference. Kevin mm. Dunn plays Colonel Anthony Hicks. He's the guy, the black-haired guy that that is kind of. He's the one that eventually fires uh, Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Gets rid of him, and then the sergeant. Is it Doug? Yeah, Doug Savant is his name. And he's the one, he was in Desperate Housewives. He's been in Melrose Place. That's, that's what she had said that she had seen him in long ago. And um, yeah, it, it's like there's these extra characters. You're like, why are they? I, I think that's the strength of the Cloverfield franchise. Like, I, I really like those movies. 10 Cloverfield Lane is one, one of my favorite. Yeah, it's just fewer characters in a, a story that is that would be entertaining to watch and is captivating if it had nothing to do with monster movie like like that you take take the monsters completely out of the movie and it's still a great film yeah um but it sounds like they didn't care about doing that with, with this one um by the way fun yeah. fact bikini atoll which is where they show in the movie where you know godzilla slash iguana was created uh that's where spongebob is there's a theory about that that 
the reason why the SpongeBob characters are all like alive and mutated or whatever is because Bikini Bottom is under Bikini Atoll, which is where all the nuclear tests were. Is this a real place? Bikini Atoll? Yeah. Yeah, that's where that's where we did all of our nuclear testing back in the day. Oh, can you? Like it's an actual island. Why is it called Bikini? Can you find me uh, that song? Okay. Right there? Uh, just have that kind of queued up and ready to roll. I think since we're off the radio, I don't, it's, I'm it's not, not as scared uh, of playing that. It's not for a little bit. associated with like the two piece swimwear. Okay. Like that name came first. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's rate this on a scale of one horrible to five horribles. One horrible. Um, one horrible being something bearable. You said yourself you'd like to watch. You wouldn't mind watching this again. Five being uh, something you would never watch again. Uh, I, you know, and granted, I don't think we rated it that way. But when I, the more I think back to like gamer, because you were on we gamer, gamer is my forever, forevermore gamer is my five. Like yeah, that is my reference point that, to five. That, that that movie gamer was so just like I I understand why they made it because there were sometimes we we watch movies I go why did you make this. I understand why they made this movie. Like I, there are so many reasons to make this Godzilla movie. Yeah, I totally get that. Right, and I understand why they made Gamer because it fits into just gaming in general. I get that, but how it was done and the way yeah, it, I'm just exactly. like Ugh. so. That, that's my five. So what's your one to five? Where's Godzilla? One, one is one is like the Phantom Menace. It's like uh, Wait, this it, movie's got problems. But the problem with Phantom Menace is for me and you and Phil both uh, three what. It, we have to have Phantom Menace. Like it, it, sure. it's a uh, now right. it's a necessary part. We have to have the machete uh, process. What was it called? Oh that, yeah, yeah. Well, I, no, I, well I just say I'm not saying that. Yeah, you have to have the Phantom Menace, but I'm saying just as a movie itself, saying th- I can acknowledge that this movie could have been different and much better. Yes, but in its current incarnation. Ugh, there's some sucky things about it, but it's all, it's all right. Yes. Like it's, it, I can, I can still watch it. I can still enjoy. There's, so, there's a lot of chunky things that I can still pull out of it and chew on and still say this tastes good, but there's the, the connectors in between or an actor here and there that I'm just like, ah, eh, yeah. you know, I can, I can forgive some of that. And I think that's kind of where this falls. This might only be to me, you know, a, a 1.5 or a two at most. Uh, it, yeah. it has so many problems, but, uh, I didn't think it was that, that bad. My, I, I would say that uh, Jack from 1998 would have not said it was a bad movie, but now I see I have I have years of experience of just watching other stuff and being able to look back before. I, this is definite solid, a solid three for me probably. Wow, maybe a four even because I think it. But you think back then it would have been <clears throat> not maybe, on the list. Just, not even this would have okay. been a movie. Um, in the same vein as an Independence Day or one of those, uh, Twister. You, you would have put it up there with Twister and Independence Day back Probably. then. Probably. Wow. The, yeah, my tastes have really changed. I was like going to say I don't think I would have. Like even my done tastes that. have really like, changed. Like I, I, I would have thought, well, this was okay. Matthew Broderick, you know, he's Ferris Bueller. I liked him in that. So okay, wow. okay. Uh, so I was. We like, develop and we change. Jake, I understand. Yeah, the people. that's fine. I was, do, I was doing some research on the history of Godzilla. This was the first movie ever made. It with an entirely American production, like every single Godzilla movie up to this point had either been fully Japanese or there were three movies that were Japanese slash American. This was the first one they were like, okay, you guys have full license, like just do whatever you want. So I think if for people who were like kaiju fans, like that this genre, you know, monster movie type things, or just had grown up with all the Japanese, you know, subtitled movies yeah, yeah. as a kid or whatever, ninety eight, nineteen ninety eight. Godzilla was like 
this is it. Like this is the the big, you know, welcome party for this massive franchise. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that explains the numbers, like why so many people were going to the theaters. Like this has never happened before in history. And now this is it. Now, now we're yeah. finally getting this movie. And unfortunately, it was such a, a big disappointment. They never made any more. <laughs> well, that, but. and I'll tell you this: the thing that epitomizes this, uh, as we close out here, the thing that epitomizes uh, when I think about this movie, the thing I think about uh, is this song that Phil's going to play, and it's a it's it's Cashmere uh, by Led Zeppelin with P Diddy. <laughs> And I think that, I feel like Dave Grohl plays drums on this. I think he does. Was he known as P. Diddy back then? Yeah, he was. He wasn't Puff Daddy? This is what I think of when I think no, of this No, this is Puff Daddy. Puff Daddy featuring Jimmy Page. Crank that up, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. They actually, they actually made a music video on that. Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. What? <laughs> so this is for people who are listening to the audio podcast. This is Puff Daddy rapping on set, basically at the on set from the movie. This song's called "What Come With Me," right? Yeah. Available on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. This looks like a prequel to The Matrix. Yeah. Jets flying over. Shots of the film. This is what I think of when I think of this movie. <laughs> you just got blown away by an exploding Check this jet. video out, folks. You will not be you will not be disappointed. Uh, Phil, thanks for doing that. Uh, Jake, thanks for coming in today. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, great stuff, uh, and we just appreciate it. Uh, Godzilla, nothing any Guys, check it out. You be your own judge. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Uh, go ahead and clear out of the theater here, though, so the... Uh, People can clean up after us here. Uh, they're going to be sweeping the popcorn uh, out of the floor. Uh, Godzilla's the, babies will eat Godzilla's the popcorn babies, if you leave it well, out. But we killed all of them, so they're not here. And uh, but uh, we'll see. You, we'll see you guys soon. Uh huh. Come with me. <laughs> the horror movie podcast is heard weekly on great stations like eighty-eight point one KZ eighty-eight South Central Missouri's Public Radio one hundred four point one Caps Media in Ventura, California. 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorribmoviepodcast.com.